she's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hey, welcome to Live, Love, Thrive, Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360 Karma. Today, we have on an extraordinary woman, Dr. Teresa Ashby. We actually met through uh, NABO, the National Association of Women Business Owners, uh, which has many chapters in California. We're going to talk about that. Uh, She's also one of our She Angels coaches and an amazing woman who goes into companies and helps the... uh, employees to have a single vision uh, and it helps them to feel secure and uh, appreciate it. And we're going to ask her how she does that and why she does that. So excited to have her on today. Please give a warm welcome to Dr. Teresa Ashby. Hi, Teresa. How are you? Um, Excellent. And thank you so much. This is so exciting to be here with you today. Well, thank you. Back at you. I love the red, the power (laughs) color. (laughs) Woohoo! Power women. That's right. Um, I just love what you do, and I want to talk about, you know, your as I always do, I like to look at people's uh, background and their mm-hmm, journey to mm-hmm. what they're doing right. and why they're doing it. And so I love that you go into companies and help create an atmosphere where there's like this um, singular vision, like yes. everybody's on the same page, right. and they have this feeling of security and belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people, I think, work in companies where they don't feel that. And let's face it, we spend a lot of our time a at work. A lot of our time at work. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about how you do that, mm-hmm. how you implement that, because that's such a gift, and um, why you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but first, let's talk about your journey. So you actually are a native Californian, right? Born and raised in yeah. California. Yeah, I think you're the only one. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it goes to show you how much I love sunny California. Yeah. Well, I, seriously, when people are born here, like mm-hmm. my wife too, uh, I'm thinking, where would you go? I mean, really, does it get any better than <laughs> right, this? Right. I mean, you know, are you moving to Peoria <laughs> yeah. from Los Angeles? No, I don't know. No. Sorry, Peoria. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with Peoria. Uh, but, uh, I mean, really, this is as good as it gets. We've got great weather, great culture, great right. opportunities. Yeah. Well, you know, and my family's here. Yeah. Oh, which, well, which that's number one. Which important, too. Number one. Yeah. Absolutely. So we get to yeah. enjoy yeah. The, uh, everything we get to do here, yeah. the beaches, the mountains, yeah. and, of course, super yeah. close to the family. But speaking of family, uh, mm-hmm. that's really where one of your biggest challenges in life uh, was. Yeah. Uh, I want you to tell people ab- about uh, what happened to, in your family sure. when you were in high school. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things. You're going along, and and uh, you have the family, and things are working just fine, and and all of a sudden one day you wake up to uh, your uncle knocking on your door at the dorm, out of the blue, telling you that your brother passed away. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. It completely changes your life. Right. In that one second, that delivery. In one second. Right. Absolutely. Right. And and your brother uh, passed away unexpectedly yes. at age 21, right? Almost 21. 21. Wow. Almost. He was in a car accident. 
Wow. And so it was very sudden. He was two years and nine months older than I was. Oh my God. I was I'm up so at boarding sorry. school and he and I were very, very close. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> we, we actually, it was, it was kind of the, the, the joke. He protected me, right? Yeah. It's yeah. the big brother sort of yeah. protecting you. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, boy, he could, he could beat up on me just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, he was always the one I, I called. And yeah. uh, I think when you wake up the next morning after this happens and you can't call because something yeah. bad's happened, it's turned your world upside yeah, down. Yeah, it's surreal, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And so when something like that happens, it it just changes our whole family dynamic, mm-hmm. right? The whole, the whole, uh, your whole life changes. Right. And so you still have... Two sisters, right? Absolutely. And and um, I know your mom's been great and great mm. cheerleader for mm. your career and things. But yes. initially, when that happened, as as is often, as many listeners who may have lost a sibling or or a family member at a young age, um, you know, obviously your mother was just devastated, right? And so she was. It was like her her only mm-hmm. son. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Her oldest child. Wow. And. You know, we had a good community of friends and family, but you become very distanced from them because you don't know how to interact anymore. Right. And although as a sister you feel one way, watching your mother go through that struggle and the sadness and trying to take care of the you know, the three of us. Yeah, painful. Very painful to watch. Very painful. Yeah. And there was a decision I think we all made, um, all at different times, was, well, we have a choice. We either stay together as a family, or right. this is what breaks us apart because we can't deal with the emotion. And it does break apart families. And I'm sure there's people listening that have that story, that mm. it broke them apart. But thankfully, eventually, and it was, I know it was a long struggle, yeah. it it brought you all together. like. Yes. Yeah. So you have a tight family today, Very even though you so. all struggled with it in your own different ways. And right. I know it took, you know, mom a long time to get yeah. through that. And, yeah. uh, and and that is what people do. They close themselves off, don't you think? Because mm-hmm. they just can't take the pain of right. the loss. I right. mean, I, th- that would be totally understandable. Uh, of course. And yeah. you, you bounce between the pain and the anger and the pain and the anger and when you're in anger, you just, you don't want to talk to anybody. Right. And, and then you flip to the pain and then you just sort of want to withdraw even more. Right. But I think that having a good foundation that we had as a family. Yes. Also helped. But I had, you know, I had somebody come and mentor me. And, yeah. and, and the words were from that mentor, very simple. You have a choice. You can either choose to derail yourself or you can keep your community and choose to do and go the right path. Right. Now, I might have gotten myself into a little bit of trouble, yeah, yeah. but I didn't completely go off the rails. Right. Which I think helped bring me through it. Right. Because most people, when they have a tragedy, will turn toward substance abuse or whatever, Correct. you know. Yes. So that's like kind of normal mm-hmm. for people to do. But, you know, hopefully they do it before they get to the brink of no return. That, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. So you're a big believer then in having like a mentor. Absolutely. And that's why you're doing this work today. Mm -hmm. Like everything we always do in our life that's a tragedy or a challenge Mm -hmm. 
always seems to lead us to doing what our purpose is. And so I know you worked many years in leadership uh, for a very big health organization. And uh, that's, I take it, where you started to learn how to develop the culture Mm -hmm. that you now take into other companies, right? Absolutely. That gives people a sense of security and belonging, creating like an authentic atmosphere. Mm -hmm. That was your word, not mine, but it is a word I love. Um, That, I mean, there's nothing better than going to work and feeling a sense Mm -hmm. of security and belonging, uh, a sense of purpose and appreciation yes right yes and and you go in and cultivate that in companies there are so many companies out there that Mm -hmm. i believe just my uber driver on the way here was telling me you know that she'd worked for a company like uh i was telling her about the show today uh for a company that did not she did not feel appreciated or respected and you know I say, if you're working for that kind of company, get, get out. out. Get out and go find one that Teresa right. is there we uh, go. cheering on and, and taking yeah. under her wing to help them cultivate that. So why do you do this and and how do you do it? Because sure. um, I think that's what our listeners are going to want to understand, especially if they're business owners and they're wanting to cultivate this kind of, right. uh, kind of um, environment for their employees. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think, I think the first part is really taking that leadership and saying, what is your actual vision? Mm-hmm. But not it being a siloed vision. It's bringing people to the table that are actually executing on that vision. Right. And I think sometimes we miss that part. We're so busy trying to create this beautiful strategy. And, you know, we know we want profit. We know we want, you know, all these different things for our company to grow. Right. But we don't collaborate with people because we're almost afraid if we let them see us have a little crack as a CEO or a COO, you know, in those chief operating positions. I think the more collective you can create this beautiful vision for your organization, and that helps create that culture and that foundation. Now, based on what you just said, I think that people want to see the cracks. I agree. And they want to help those cracks. Absolutely. Because they want to feel like what they're doing makes a difference. Yes. And so I'm a really big believer in bringing a team Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. people who are really good at doing what they love to do that I'm not. Right. Right. And let them do it. Let them do it. And appreciate them Mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. And this is what makes a great collective, right? Yes. Yes. Is bringing in the people to do the things that you don't even like doing that you're not good at doing if you're not and p.s if you don't like doing it you're not Not good good at at it it. yeah and let them do what they're really good at and what they love doing and they get energized by it and then they do better and then they bring other people in the organization on their team or in that that culture and they drive for the outcomes that you want right and then they want to see the company succeed and they feel like they are an important cog in that Mm -hmm. wheel Mm -hmm. and therefore wanting to do their best because it is that collective effort yes Yeah. yeah how do you as an employer make those people feel like what they do is important mm-hmm. and appreciated. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I think you have to be very clear on their role. Right. And what your expectation is of them in that role. Right. And then when they accomplish their goals, yeah. it, it, bring them and say thank you. 
Yes. And I think sometimes it's as simple as yes. you accomplish the five goals we set for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right. You're a part of this organization. You're a part of this team. Right. You're what is driving us forward. Wow. And I uh. and I think you have to, you know, visit. Where yeah. are they working? What are they doing? Right. How are they interacting with people? On the flip side, I think you also have to talk with them and say, mm-hmm. you're not quite making it. You're, right. you're not living up to our organizational values. Right. What do we need to do to help you? Right. Because when you help them, they're either on or they're off. Right. And then we have to make sure we're letting those people that need to get off. Get off. Get off. Yeah, right. And it's hard. Yeah. Th- that's painful for me. Right. But, but not it's really. Better because for the organization. It's better for the organization. Yeah. And honestly, it's better for the person because mm-hmm. if they're in a role that they're not thriving and loving, they should go over somewhere else. I know I've, uh, uh, I had let somebody go because they were not working out in mm-hmm. a position mm-hmm. at my company. And they went over somewhere and they couldn't be happier. They're doing what that they love. They love I did them a favor. You did them a favor. Yeah. It's so important that people love right. what they're doing. And I think you can make yeah. that happen with. If you have this, depending on the size, you can make that happen within your organization. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? Going back to coaching and mentoring, yeah, you can help them create opportunities to meet other people. It's not as though we have to say you're a bad employee, get out. Right. right. We have to say you're not working out here. Right. What do you want to do? What do you want to be doing? Yeah. And really care about care them. Care about them. Uh, don't you think there's a lot of employers who, you know, they have such an ego that they want to feel everything is their idea. They don't allow the employees yeah. to have ideas. Right. They listen to the employees' ideas, implement them, and take them as their own. <gasps> that is, like, so common, isn't it? it yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. it is. And, and I found you, yeah. that for me, I learned, and, and it takes practice, yeah. but I learned to acknowledge when something was successful that my team did it. Yeah. And when things broke down... I took ownership. Right. Right? Yes. Because if I'm watching my team and I'm helping my team yeah. and we still fail at it, right. I'm, the, I'm the leader. I'm the executive. Right. So I have to take onus to that. But I have to celebrate when, when things are going great. Right, right. And it's, it is, it's you cannot let your ego. Right. Now, you have to be, have a little bit of an ego to be right. able to manage everything. Right. But not when it comes to your folks in your organization. Yeah. And I like to think of it as not even ego. I think it's like healthy confidence. Ooh, I like that. Like You're that? right. Yeah. I like that. Healthy yeah. confidence. Healthy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, like believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. women are really not good at that. And no. it's something that I really like to perpetuate in my community with 360 mm-hmm. Karma and mm-hmm. She Angels mm-hmm. is that um, perpetuating that, that women build their confidence. We're in such a culture that... Women don't feel valued. Mm-hmm. They don't feel respected. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they, you know, the smartest women, yeah. it always amazes me, have a lack of confidence. Yes. And it's our culture. And we right. have to treat younger women to, from the get-go, from very young, mm-hmm. to believe in themselves. Yes. That they're, they're smart, they're worthy, they're valuable. You know, it's something I, I really want us to see change in this culture right. and i hope we're perpetuating that i, I yeah. Uh, yeah yes i yeah. i agree with you we need to do that when um so putting this all together mm-hmm. going back to your childhood and uh mm-hmm. this terrible loss of your brother the fragmentation of the family yeah. at the time yeah. and then putting the pieces back together like right. you said i feel like 
it's almost like you reenact that in your day-to-day business. I always think, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. happened in somebody's life that Mm -hmm. was a challenge, Mm -hmm. they take what they learned from that. And I think you were very instrumental in in pulling the family back together, just like you come in and pull the businesses together. And it's just a very interesting dynamic to see where those skills came from. Sure, sure. Yeah. I think you're right on. Yeah. I think you... That and your PhD well, and your okay. master's. Yes. <laughs> that did help that a little did help. bit, right? But, and, but that gave me that, the kind of the tactical foundation. Right. Right? Right. But when you step out and you look at... It's life experience. It's life experience. You look at that organization and you say, let's frame the organization. Yeah. And you're right. And it's like a puzzle. Yeah. How do we put all the pieces together? Yes. And it's that last puzzle yeah. where you, when you see people take a deep breath in the organization and go, okay, I get it. Yeah. So is that the most gratifying thing about what you're doing is to walk into a company that is kind of dysfunctional and implement these strategies and have them say, oh my gosh, now it's cohesive. It's running. People yeah. are happy. We're right. flourishing. Right. We're more profitable. I I would think that that would be really gratifying. <laughs> it is so gratifying. Um, I had one one CEO say, you know, I went and I said, okay, you know, this was a fantastic opportunity. I really enjoyed it. I use a lot of we because I also think I'm part of that group yes, now. Yes. I become a part of the organization. Yeah. And I said, what, what was it? She goes, you came in here and my hair was on fire <laughs> with everything going on. And you put it out and you put us into this nice prevention mode. I love that. Yeah. And and it really is the moment that I get to step out and watch how they flourish. Yeah. And when people hug you and say thank you, um, it's like I didn't do the hard work. Yeah. The organ the people in the organization do the hard work. I'm just there to advise. Right. I'm a big believer though in people needing guidance and yeah. needing mentors. And that's why yeah. Um, when we launched She Angels, which, mm-hmm. you know, is uh, a pitch fest that we That's do. That's right. Um, we're doing the second season, October 5th. Uh, so exciting. This, yeah, it is, because you're going to be involved with yeah. us. And uh, we actually have the premiere of She Angels this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and that's season one. And it's um, what it is, is it's a, a original uh, film series about... Uh, this pitch fest that mm-hmm. we do where prominent female uh, entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, uh, get behind other female entrepreneurs mm-hmm. uh, that pitch their ideas, uh, and they get behind them with funding and mentorship. And then we have coaches like yourself, of course, coach these women, and then we follow their journeys throughout the year. And that's what the series is about. And it's so fun to watch uh, and so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and to see the coaches give these women these light bulb moments uh, and that we can learn from just watching the mm-hmm. series is what I love is that it inspires, I think, other women that are successful to get behind other female entrepreneurs and it inspires women to get off the sidelines and, and get their ideas out there and get them funded. And that's what we want to do. We want to inspire those two things. We want to inspire women to help women. And that's really the genesis of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't seen that a lot in the past. And it, I, I feel like with this women's movement, that's the direction yes. that we're moving in. And I'm yeah. very excited about that. Mm-hmm. So whoever is the lucky pitch uh, finalist <laughs> that gets you as their coach is going to be really lucky. Oh, well, thank you. And, um, you know, we'll be filming the journey of them, you know, taking your advice and implementing it into their companies. Yeah. And that's going to be exciting. Um, 
So there's a lot of pitch fests out there, but nobody's following the journeys like we are, and I'm super excited about it. We're launching uh, that series online this summer, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. the premiere is here live uh, this Sunday, so we'll I'll both be there. be there, yeah, in West Hollywood, and uh, super excited about that. So glad to have you be a part Thank of that. Thank you. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. It's the right thing to do yeah. for women business owners. Yes. Yes, they need the mentorship, mm -hmm. they need the funding. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I both know women only get less than 5% of venture capital right. funding. Right. Okay, that <laughs> is just pathetic. So we're really on a mission to help change that. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways is educating people about the fact that we're so underfunded. That's right. And then putting out a solution of, well, how are we going to fix that? And so the show is one of those ways, educating people, inspiring people, and then we're creating an interactive platform where people can actually participate, help build a fund that's going to fund mm -hmm. women around the world, and, and so that's where we're headed. Um, we met through uh, NABO, we the sure National did. Association of Women Business Owners, yes. who's one of the media partners for She Angels. Yes. Yay. <laughs> and uh, you're part of NABO California, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. has how many chapters? Like uh, 10? 12 right now. 12 yeah. uh, around the state of mm -hmm, California. Mm -hmm. And you are one of the ones heading up Orange County, right? So I'm the past president of Orange County. Past president, which hello. Orange County is a fabulous chapter. Yeah, we love I it. Bet. And then I moved to be on the board of uh, California NABO. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And let's tell the viewers a little bit about um nabo sure so if they are uh, a business owner mm -hmm. there are chapters all over the country yeah so wherever they are mm -hmm. they can go join and it's a wonderful wealth of resources and support system for That's them right. to belong to it it is and i think it's in addition to those resources mm -hmm. it's it's that collaborative of hearing what other people are doing in their businesses mm -hmm. but it's also an advocacy group Mm -hmm. And we really do a lot of advocating for businesses mm -hmm. and women in business. Didn't they have something to do uh, way back when about helping women to pass the law to get um, we sure did credit cards? Oh, credit cards! Yes, loans without loans. a uh, male signature. Yeah, even if it was an eighteen-year-old son of yours. Wow. So they help pass that. They've been doing a lot of work with getting more women on corporate boards. That's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's hard, I'm sure, for the millennials to realize that they couldn't get a credit, a woman could not get a credit card on her own, could not get a business loan on her own. This is a different world, thanks to organizations like NABO. Right. So they can look up uh, NABO, N-A-W-B-O, uh, California, C-A. Correct. Uh, or L-A here. Correct. Um, or just the national just one, national no matter one, where they are. And it will show you all the organizations that are yeah that why are did you join that organization and what have you gotten from mm -hmm. it well I came out of corporate yeah and so you kind of go hmm I want to start up my own consulting practice what do I do right and every time I had researched going out on my own that organization popped up I love it and it's the only one that has that O for owner yeah. So it really represents helping you start your business. I love and that. And running your business and growing your business. Right. And I think there's a lot of people out there in corporate America right now, women thinking about starting oh, their own business. They are. They and are. so they will definitely look up mm -hmm. uh, NABO. They've got to look up NABO. Yeah. And it's whether you've started your business 
you're growing, you're your, growing business. your business or you want to support other women in your businesses. This yeah. is why we've collaborated with She Angels because it's so important that yes. we create a community of people helping women drive their businesses. I love that. Yeah. And Nabo California has an event coming up called Propel. Yes, we do. And so people can Google that. Yes, Google uh, that. It's coming up, up the end of April and, yeah. and people can come attend it. I right. believe it's in Sacramento. It is in Sacramento. Yeah. And one of the days we actually go talk to some of our legislators. And express some of the things that are going on in in business. Fantastic. So your website is the name of your company, Mm -hmm. Dynam Consulting. Uh, People can also Google Dr. Teresa Ashby. Yes. And they can certainly look up NABO. Absolutely. And let's not forget She Angels. We'll keep you busy all day. (laughs) Check us out, folks. Yes. (laughs) We're just moving, shaking, and trying to help some women uh, create successful businesses. So thank you so much for being on. Yes, thank you. This was wonderful. You're an inspiration, and I love that you're uh, collaborating with us and and just going and helping businesses to flourish and become the kind of authentic uh, environments that more companies need to. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're doing wonderful work. Thank you. Thank you for being here. All right, we will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in every week here at noon. Make it a great week. Hugs and happiness. Thanks, Teresa. (laughs) 